The material provided today is for informational purposes only. It should not be considered legal or financial advice. Consult with a financial professional for your own needs. Johnny Sestina and Company disclaims any and all liability for the interpretation and use of the content provided today. I need help getting out of my student loan I'm debt. so worried. How am I going to afford taking care of my When's parents? When's a good time to get into the market? I'm really not sure when I should start taking my Social Security. I wonder if I have enough insurance. I wonder when I can retire. It's time to talk about your money. Managing to be wealthy. Our team of fee-only financial planners is ready to help you to create better financial habits. Envision your long-term goals and understand money management better than ever. Our resident hosts of Johnny, Sestina, and Company are on deck to show you the way. Welcome to Managing to be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me this evening, Tony Payne, Spencer Hagar, all of us are certified financial planners. Good evening, fellas. Hey, good evening. The holiday season is upon us. <laughs> yeah, it feels good. It feels good. You're out there uh, drinking your hot cocoa in the cold weather. Yeah, I love the winter. So the fact that we've got the snow on the trees, the grass, I'm 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 loving it right now. Okay, we got we got vaccines around the corner. Tony, you waiting? I'm gonna tell you a little secret. Okay, go for it. I've been playing Christmas music since after Halloween. <laughs> I I love this stuff. So, yeah. you know, I know not everybody's a big a fan of this as me, but uh, what a season, right? It I is. Mean, it's I've, a good I've, season. I've been uh, getting my fair share of Christmas Vacation on the TV. Yep. The one of the best uh, holiday movies. What is your favorite holiday movie? Uh that's a good question. How do you even hesitate? So, Tony, what's your favorite holiday movie? Yeah, it's Vacation. Okay, I mean, good. I say that, and this year my my biggest treat of all was when my wife called me Sparky. Oh, I thought I won the lottery. I <laughs> uh, so happy. I feel like I made it. You know, Christmas is happening, so... Yeah, that was mine. Oh, man. All right, I'll say it. I was going to hold off because it's the radio show. It's Polar Express. That's my go-to. That's fine. That's fine. <laughs> that's a good one. Yeah. That's, come on. That and Die Hard. Yeah, that's also <laughs> a Christmas movie. The old debate is Die Hard a uh, Christmas movie. So, great. Well, the holiday season is here. Vaccines are around the corner, hopefully. Hopefully. Right? I'm, I'm, I've got my eyes glued. I, I can't wait for that day. I'm going to get a needle in my arm. Yeah. And the better day is when I'm told I don't have to wear a mask. Yeah, these are exciting times, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, again, if it's all for the better good. and I mean, the way they did this and the speed it came out, I mean, these are amazing things. And to look at, I mean, just re, I, no scientists at all, but some of the uh, technology that they used, and then to think about how they can apply this to other things down the road, and it's pretty exciting stuff. Yeah, it's fascinating because uh, somebody, somebody made the comment to me, I almost – cringe that they said oh we'll be more prepared for the next <laughs> yeah the next uh, pandemic <laughs> well you know the last time osu michigan was canceled was, was the last pandemic okay so if you think about there is a pandemic every hundred years mm-hmm. you know maybe we don't always know which what, what it will be but maybe there is going to be I, that I next just, one. i just hope it's not in my lifetime all right, uh, all right. i hope i have a long lifetime and it's not in my lifetime <laughs> you're I, trying to play the middle yeah <laughs> right. i hope i hope the process actually goes that smoothly though because i've been watching a couple of different news sources where they uh they don't seem to be as optimistic where even if you get the vaccine we get a lot of people with it they may not let things go back to normal with no mask for a bit so right i hope it's quick i do too i do too so all to be determined but it is on the horizon uh, you hear reports that they people say readily available by March or April, meaning there'll be more on the more vaccines on the shelves than if you want it, you can have it. 
Yeah, be able to go to a local drugstore, be able to sign up, basically get it and go, come back for your second dose maybe and go. This is awesome stuff. Get a reminder, text message, hey, by the way, come in at 9 o'clock. And this is going to be exciting times here, hopefully, to try to get some normalcy back. Yeah. Well, as we said, it is the holiday season. This is a financial planning show, so we do have to worry about finances as well. Uh, Tony, I know you're a big spender. Uh, holiday season, Spencer. Are you a big spender for the holiday season? Oh, I'll give myself down the middle. I'm, I'm, a, I'm generous, but not too you budget, generous. You exactly. budget accordingly, right? That, and that's, that's the, the right key. Uh, the average American this year uh, was reported as spending between one and two thousand dollars on holiday gifts in 2020. That's a jump compared yeah. to 2019. It's quite a jump. What did you do? You recall what they said for 2019? Yeah, I think it was about a thousand fifty, a thousand eighty, and it yeah jumped eight hundred dollars. I mean, yeah, pretty big. Yeah. The part of it, too, that was interesting to me was the more you spent, the more likely you were to have spent the money online. Mm -hmm. So the higher the spend, the higher the spend online, which you think about the way that things have gone this year. It makes complete sense. But hopefully some of those dollars are still going to local merchants uh, versus maybe all the big box things. And that's that's one of the things I saw is a lot of the local restaurants, local merchants, people, they're they're promoting by gift cards. Right, because you're you're giving the the business revenue, so hopefully they can keep the lights on, uh, and then hopefully we can move forward. And and then by the time this pandemic is over, I've got just the stocking stuffer for Stevens. What's that? <laughs> He's we can get him some beer bonds. <laughs> there you go. You know, we'll buy a six pack now, and I think they mature for a twelve pack in two years. <laughs> uh, we, can, we can get him that. You and I will go fifty fifty. Beer bond, not beer bong. Oh, you, no, <laughs> you're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're out of for college a now. I no, no, what these you were are saying. They're still good. Trust me, they're still good, but a little less numbing. Beer bonds, okay. and a lot of businesses are doing that. But the idea is. It's gift cards. I mean, they're selling gift cards, and they're giving you the promise of goods later. And if you go out and do that, it helps the restaurants now. They're able to get dollars in their till and do something with it. So it's a good thing if you're thinking about stocking stuffers out there, the kind of gift you can give that helps someone else too. Yeah. I like that. That's my bread and butter right there. You get up to the deadline, buy some gift cards. Works yeah. out well. Yeah. And, it, you know, even uh, I, I did the same <laughs> For my uh, nephews and nieces, they know it's coming. <laughs> they know it's coming. It's easy. It's easy road. I'm a lazy shopper. But the other thing too with online shopping is you tend to buy for the the gift the intended person. Where when I used to go to the mall and have to shop, I ended up buying everything for myself. Hmm. So it is. You think about the psychology, and you, that is common too. People when they go and they ended up buying more for themselves when they go out to the the shopping areas, the malls, and so forth. But if you're online, you generally you're going for the intended purpose, right? You have the target, you go for it, versus uh, you know walking down the aisles and hall. Yeah, you know, I like this this sweater, this uh, shirt, this pants, whatever. You buy it for yourself, right? right. So you're going to see the spending trend. But hopefully, people are creating that budget. Uh, making sure you don't overspend, but I think holiday spending, is, as reported, is up, and I think that's better for the overall economy. There's also a shortage of Christmas ornaments out there. There is? Yeah, there is. Wow. So, you know, that's another sign of the times here, a way to spend some of the shuckles and put yeah. them to good use. I purged about four Christmas trees, uh, three, well, three Christmas trees, kept three. one. Three? <laughs> yeah, purged three. Okay. It, they were all themed. We okay. had the room, we had different areas of the house, so I should have held, held on to those ornaments. Um, how about holiday travel? Are people going to start to prepare for, do you think holiday travel 
or moving forward in 2021 travel? I think it'll thoughts? be more. I think it'll be more 2021 travel. At least from my anecdotal, I talk to a lot of people, and I'm not hearing a lot of people traveling. But they're getting ready for spring break. I think spring break is when, by the time that vaccine should be readily out there, hopefully. Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, by April, March and April, we're going to see a lot more travel going on. Hopefully, I mean, we'll see what happens then. Again, next year will be the big time uh, for this year. Maybe a lot of Zoom Christmas openings still, uh, but. As we think ahead, there's some science, too, with that gift giving. And Which is? Oh, <laughs> that usually when you're given the gift, you're not really giving it for the long-term use of the person who's getting it. You're giving it to see the reaction. Sure. I mean, when you can see the reaction, and there's a study behind this and all kinds of boring stuff, but I'll try to sum it up. But the idea is if you can see the person's reaction, you're going to get them the stunning gift. If you don't see the reaction, you'll probably get them the practical gift. Like the gift card. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or something they might actually use. So something, uh, something there, Spencer? No, yeah, you read my mind. So the, I read this article, or the same thing you were talking about, describes me perfectly. I went two to three years. I gave cash to my siblings. And so when I finally got my stuff together, uh, beat the curve, I noticed myself buying gifts because I'm, I'm not giving them cash this year. They're going to open something up, and then I want to make it even better. And, yeah, I read this, and I'm like, yeah, that board game probably wasn't practical, but it was pretty creative. So <laughs> nice. The most the fun, my sister is good at that. She gave me one year. She's like, make sure you record when you open it. She gave me the Christmas story pink bunny. Suit. Perfect. That's awesome. Right, and there I was. Christmas Perfect. Day, I had to put it on. They got me, and so forth. So. Worth it. All right, great. Well, we're coming up on a break here. When we come back, we're going to dig into a little bit IRS uh, things to look out for in your 2020 tax return and more financial planning topics. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan. Well, guys, we're, IRS season is a few months away. Uh, read a very interesting article uh, regarding one of today's hottest topics, cryptocurrency, and the IRS is setting a trap. Shocker, right? <laughs> yeah. So, Tony, what is this trap that the IRS is setting? Well, you know me. I wouldn't call it a trap. <laughs> okay. I would call it a question. <laughs> and, and, this, and this question that they're asking, depending on how you answer it, may ensnare you into all kinds of trouble. Uh, so if that's your definition of a trap, maybe that's it. Yeah. Uh, but... The idea is, have you bought or sold any cryptocurrency? And that's and, a pretty straightforward question, right? right? And it's literally going to go on page one of the IRS Form 1040. That's what I was going to say because uh, I was trying to purge my memory. They said they did that back in 2019, too. It was just on the Schedule 1, which is for additional income. Right. But not everyone does that when they self-prepare, so they moved it up to the page one to make sure everyone sees it this time. Right. So the question, the quote, I'm reading this from Yahoo Finance says the question that is going to be asked on the 1040 is at any time during 2020 did you receive sell send exchange or otherwise acquire any financial interest in any virtual currency do you care to answer that question at this point in time um i have i have yes oh, the okay. answer would be yes wow yeah. spencer i plead the fifth no the answer is yeah. no no can't do that, spencer. <laughs> the answer is no for me no 
What? Okay. okay. You, no. got, you got to try to experiment. I ordered a pizza. I purposely had to go and get some and figure out how to use it and how could I actually get something with it. So I guess my tinkering brain has me answering yes to the IRS now. Right. Well, the, the way, but here's, the, again, here's the bigger issue. The bigger issue is if you've acquired it and then used it for purchases, if there's a capital gain, that's really what they're, in, that's what they're trying to figure out. Because if you use it for spending, It'd be no different than you have some stock, you sell the stock and buy it. Did you, did you incorporate a gain? Oh, Steven. They want tax, so, you, what? so it wasn't a five dollar pizza. No. Oh man, that's I thought, your, I, thought I did really good. Right. <laughs> the after tax cost might be ten or fifteen dollars, okay. right? See, but hopefully, people understand what we're talking about, though. If I exchange money for crypto. And then I do something with crypto, and that crypto's gone up or down in the interim, there's a tax consequence. And if it's gone up, just because I used it to buy a Lamborghini or whatever, that doesn't mean there's no tax implication. Right. So it's not just, oh, it was a dollar of currency and it went to a dollar of crypto. No, what did the crypto turn into? Because there may be tax implications with that. Yeah. And they're starting, the IRS is starting to get. Uh, bank accounts per se right from the from the yeah 1099s from the big uh, vendors we'll say out there mm -hmm. that deal in that and yeah yeah the they're, virtual they're banks getting, right? if we say the irs is getting better if their job is revenue collection they're getting a lot better at this yeah and i, I that's why i'm concerned for the people out there that they're they're exchanging the current cryptocurrency for purchases and not realizing there may be a capital gain there that they have to recognize just like you report interest at a bank. Mm -hmm. Now, Tony, do you know if there it's based on, uh, is it treated as a stock or an interest? So far, it's taxed as capital gains, so that would be capital gains so similar to a stock yeah, uh, versus a dividend income or something like that that's more like a regular income. Right. And what you need to realize is- once sorry, you, interest. Once, interest, right. So what we, people need to realize is once you sign that tax return, it's perjury. Right. Right. And that's that's the big thing is if you misrepresent- Perjury. Mm -hmm. Spencer wanted to try to play. I said yes. I admitted it. <laughs> right. Spencer's over here being a little gray. Quick right. follow up with the no. <laughs> all right. Good. Good. Right. right. All right. All like right. my my all uncle right. Al got in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Al Capone, Not that. Right? No. Uh, no. But no, that's <laughs> right. the point, though. Right. Yeah, Al Capone. They, they went after him for the tax, not for the other crimes that they were suspected right, of. Right. Suspected murder, bootlegging, right. all the rest. I mean, terrible things. And what's he go to jail for? Al tax Cap evasion. Al Capone was in and jail for tax Here you go. Evasion. I mean, you want to commit perjury on this? That's a big deal. Right. Uh, we do not encourage that in the least bit. Exactly. That is a bad thing. So it's time. It's time to fess up right where just avoid that problem it's no different than the overseas bank accounts right with we had a few years ago with uh what's the one swiss bank yeah ubs UBS had to reveal the actual holders of accounts and the irs came knocking for a lot of americans and saying wait a second you've never reported anything from this bank account time to even up here right and if you're reporting it fine you can do that and some would say well that's why i don't want to report it well that them's the rules them's the breaks yeah so again, very important. Make sure you work with your CPA if you are in the cryptocurrency environment. Uh, the other, the other big thing that you're going to need your CPA to get involved with for for those business owners or people who have received PPP loans. What do you, what's going on in that world, Spence? Yeah, I mean it's the thing a lot of people forgot about. I'd be lying if I said I didn't forget about it for a little bit. Um, the idea that a lot of people got the PPP loans and a lot of people are currently trying to file for forgiveness, they're doing the application, 
And a lot of people forgot that you can't really double dip with this. So if you're going to get forgiveness for the PPP loan that you use for business expenses, they're going to limit what you can what you can deduct with the PPP funds you had. Right. So the bottom line is make sure your accountant's aware and you're running tax projections accordingly. Uh, so, some people saying there's no impact, which is fine if they're used a certain way, but make sure that that's the case. Do your work uh, in advance. Right, exactly. You've got to do that homework. Otherwise, what we're saying is you got a hundred thousand. You used a hundred thousand. What you used the hundred for, you thought were all reasonable business expenses. But if they're not, or if they're not in that right category, then some of that may not go on your tax return as an expense. So you got the money, you paid the expense, but it may not be deductible. What does that mean? Now it means you show more income than what you maybe had, so you might end up with a tax problem. So this is something to definitely be aware of and really run through before you file for forgiveness. Make sure you understand it and that you know what you're doing. And the other challenge is a lot of, a lot of companies won't be filing for that forgiveness until 2021, where the expenses paid were in 2020. So it's again, it's 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 make sure the accountant's in line, and if you have a business, treat it like a business, and get get your CPA working with you on this. Uh, the other, uh, anything else? Yeah, I was just gonna say, yeah, they came down pretty definitively with that too. Even if you're filing for forgiveness in 2021, they expect you to uh, at least anticipate a certain reimbursement amount. So there's no real excuse for it. You pretty much have the tax burden coming. Yeah. Unless Congress does something. That's sure. true. That's, Which, right. well that's the big unless, right? Right. No, people are always saying, what do they what do they have in their back pocket as far as their next uh, right, card, exactly. card to play? Because mm -hmm. if that happens, things look a lot different. Yep. And then that goes away. Yep. Yep. But don't bank on it. Right. Right. Exactly. The other, Washington the other, to work. Right. The other thing on the uh, 2020 tax returns that a lot of people with the tax law change uh, switched from itemized deductions to the standard deduction. And that made the charitable giving... Sort of, I don't want to say irrelevant, but irrelevant from a tax perspective. But for the year 2020, as part of the CARES Act, they implemented a $300 charitable deduction above the line, meaning every taxpayer has the ability to make that deduction. So what, is, what do taxpayers need to do to make that happen? Essentially, just track the charitable giving. Uh, it's 300 regardless. So if you're single or married filing joint, my understanding is they're capping you at 300 but... Whether you give to a church or Salvation Army, just I would retroactively track it. Make sure you've got some way of getting that number so you can get that deduction. Right. So that is for the calendar year 2020. So, again, it's it's a, an added deduction. So even uh, obviously if you itemize and you have charitable deductions, I'm not sure. you it does, It's irrelevant at that point. Yeah. Um, but for those who take the standard deduction, it would be a nice added $300 deduction for those taxpayers. Yeah, even if you're planning on giving in early 2021, maybe plan on moving that up because you don't know if that's going to be available next year. Exactly. And if you give a larger gift, a lot of times the charities will send you a letter as a form of receipt. Mm -hmm. So make sure that receipt is saved and copied for your CPA. Well, we're coming up on another break. And when we come back, we're going to go into student loans and some more financial planning topics. You're listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. Welcome back. 
back to Managing to be Wealthy, the weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan, and joining me this evening, Tony Payne, Spencer Hagar. We are all certified financial planners. If you'd like to learn a little bit more about John E. Sestina and company and Managing to be Wealthy process, you can look us up on the web at managingtobewealthy.com or give us a call at our office at 614-326-3077. And for our Consistent, avid fans, listeners, uh, share our podcast information via the WTVN website or iTunes. Uh, We have a link you can share there and uh, spread the word. Financial planning, financial awareness, and being managing to be wealthy is a critical piece uh, to to happiness in life. Right, finding that balance and knowing, trying to be in control as possible. One time, I said this to (laughs) Ted said to someone, "It's nice to be in control," and Stephen. We're never in control. <laughs> I was like, touche. That's a good point. Yeah. Right? But it's about being as in control as possible. And You're 2020 right. is a perfect example, right? How quick, how people had to pivot pretty quickly. Yeah. Right? Everything got shut down pretty quick, and you had to know, here's my cash reserve. Okay, here's where we sit for the next few months. Uh, whether or not you lost your job, hopefully it didn't happen. For many Americans, it did happen. Uh, it's not an easy situation, but having the information in front of you or knowing your situation makes it more digestible and understanding of what you how to attack the problem. So 2021, right? New Year's resolution. You got your New Year's resolution lined up, Spence? Yeah, I do. It's uh, it's you know nerdy enough. It is financial planning related. I talked about it maybe last uh, last radio show. I'm gonna go back through and finally track my uh, my living expenses. There finally get down. I've uh, got a little bit lazy. Had a little bit left over every month, so I wasn't paying attention too closely. So that's mine. Good, Tony. I told Spencer earlier, and I'm pretty uh, philosophical, maybe, but I don't really do resolutions. Okay. If I'm not already doing it, I don't know why I do it in January. Why wait till January 1? Yeah, right? but, but I can pretend. Yes. I'll, I'll pretend and say, <laughs> I'd like to do uh, better at losing weight. There you go. And that'll be my pretend one. Yeah. But deep down, guys, I, yeah, you got to do it all the time. Yeah, that's exactly it. But Spencer, to your point about tracking, I did that about 10, 15 years ago. I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And what I now has become a tradition where every January 1, my lazy butt is in my chair watching college football, right, all the bowl games because I'm a college football fan, and I do my living expenses that whole day. It's something, you know, I'm doing on the side while the games are on, and I, I've been doing it now for 10-plus years, and it's now habit. Right, and that's where if you do it on a regular basis, go ahead, Tony. No, I'm You're laughing. laughing at, yeah. Well, no, I'm a Michigan fan. I don't think I'm going to be able to continue <laughs> that tradition and have a you know bowl game to watch. As, this a, year. as a Penn State grad, I'm grateful. I think they sh- they they're probably going to make it. I hope so. They may. Yeah, they, never will they could may. if they win the bowl game. If they win this game and next game, they'll end the season 500. Which sorry to interrupt nice. you. Yeah, it's a sidetrack, but but nonetheless, right? I created a habit out of a New Year's resolution. And I look forward to that day, and I know what I'm going to do right away. Yeah, I know. Right? I was going to say, after hearing Tony's response, I want to retape the beginning and say, I'm currently tracking my living expenses. We'll keep it into January. (laughs) Smart man. (laughs) Right? And the other thing is then start thinking, but we start just sort of set the tone here. What are your goals for next year? Yeah. Now, setting goals, I can believe in. I'll get behind that a thousand percent. Because every time you're getting, you know, hopefully getting somewhere, you're setting new goals, you're evaluating goals, and whether or not that's done at just January 1, you know, hopefully you're doing it a bit more often than that, depending on the type of goal. 
And, you know, everyone's going to have short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. And the benefit of planning is finding out where you're going to fund each goal, what you're going to do to try to accomplish each goal. You know, the small steps to get there, you can't just say, oh, I'm going to lose weight. No, what are the steps to go ahead and make that happen or whatever your goal was? Right. I always say the the losing weight isn't the goal. That's the result. Yeah. The goal should be a better diet. The goal should be shopping for healthier food, not... Uh, junk food and so forth and that's why a lot of the times like one of the more common uh, things we encounter is people not having their estate plan in place so the goal isn't really completing the estate plan that's the outcome that's the end result the goal should be contact an attorney that <laughs> will help you complete your estate plan wouldn't you say that's a better achieve uh, no, oh that i love action you know right. i mean that's action that's not just the hey we'd like to get this done and wouldn't it be nice to leave the house to the kids or whatever no, what's the action that's needed to get there? And then if you take action one, then it'll lead to action two and three and four, et cetera. But you've got to be able to start at step one. Yeah. And then the other one we've talked about numerous times. We've Numerous times we talk about living expenses and cash flow. That's obviously the ideal uh, scenario. Organization is another one. We've pushed it this year saying we've got a lot more time on our hands. Get organized. So hopefully you've got that organization set up, build a structure of whether it's taxes, investments, all the topics we talk about, start to organize that within your financial plan. It's pretty important stuff. I mean, when you can step back, look at the bigger picture, whether it's January 1st or whenever it is, the goal is take a step back. We all have our day-to-day life. You work, you live, you have family. There's all kinds of interactions that kind of get in the way, but you want to make sure that you're not carrying bad debt that you're saving for retirement, that you're using the right things for your health expenses, that you have the tools, insurance types set up for when bad things happen. And usually you don't think about those things until bad stuff happens. And if you're thinking ahead and doing some planning here, we can really make ourselves in a better sit or put ourselves in a better situation when bad things do happen. Right. The other, the other thing, uh, I know you talked about this on the last show, Spencer is, uh, you know, travel and spending, but also concern yourself of 2020 spending versus 2021 spending. We're seeing a dramatic shift now on behavior of just being trapped in our house, not being able to travel. I do believe that travel expenditures are going to pop next year. We said in spring break, right? April or May, uh, we'll see a lot more travel next summer. So be wary of overspending or I hate using the word budget accordingly, but budget accordingly, right? Well, yeah, it's it's really know your numbers, though, too, right? I mean, if this is the year that you decided to get in line and get a pool dug in the backyard, you're going to have that pool expense no matter what. You you know, you got to keep it open. You got to pay for chemicals. You got to do that. It might only be a little, but it's something. But it may have sacrificed that summer vacation. Exactly. And, And that's the idea, too, of, oh, you went and bought the pontoon boat. You went and did something during this pandemic that, hey, I might not have normally done. Well, everything's a give and take. There's going to be a result to that somewhere along the line, or there should be better yet. Yeah. Otherwise, you may be getting behind. And that's why we say usually the human, area, the human reaction to it is not always correct, but the human reaction is it comes away from there, then you reduce your savings. And that's, that's, a, that's a red flag, right? You don't want to reduce the savings. Maybe you mer- earned more income, which would be fantastic uh, to, to replace that. But Tony's point, you're spot on, right? Make sure that you you compare apples to apples yeah. and understand what <laughs> An what you unencumbered spend. lifestyle versus <laughs> hey I just joined the book and beer of the month club and everything else 
you know, those might go away when you get a little bit more freedom again. That's exactly and it. And can you really unsubscribe, or is it something that you're really committed to? Right. We talked about the subscriptions, yep. right? Subscriptions. Yeah. I just subscribed last week. Guess what I did? <laughs> I subscribed to a gym membership. Ooh, First question that... I asked was, how you know, is there any cancellation fee? It's a month-to-month membership, so he, I was told you can cancel. No, it was right there in the contract. No penalty, no payment, but I can now for the next three months have my gym membership. Yeah, I brought that up last in the last radio show too. But yeah, hearing you both go back and forth reminds me a lot of the one time I was talking to an individual about kind of what we do, why I love what we do, and she said you might as well just say that you're adulting. Don't say financial plan. Just say adulting. <laughs> and just hearing you both talk about that, that's, that's what it feels like. Get organized. Just get ahead of the curve. You'll be better off and 2021 will be better for it. That's exactly it. We still have our fun too though, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can right? still do that it's and you, you have a little bit more guilt-free enjoyment of yes. the fun because you know you're doing the right things along the way. There's nothing better than telling somebody to, yes, do that. Whether it's join a club membership, pay off the mortgage, go on vacation, buy a car, it's all there for you. Well, we're coming up on another break, and we come back, we'll talk, continue our conversation on financial planning. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN. You're listening to Managing to Be Wealthy with fee-only financial planners of Johnny, Sestina, and Company. If you're looking for the latest stock tip or how to time the market, you've come to the wrong place. If you want help navigating all the moving pieces of what makes a financial plan successful, tune in and take notes. Welcome back to Managing to Be Wealthy, your weekly financial planning radio show. This is your host, Stephen Lucan. Talking about some different topics today. Hopefully everyone had a great holiday season. Uh, Again, share podcast information on managingtobewealthy.com or go onto iTunes and search by Managing to Be Wealthy and look at prior shows. You know, one of the things that we've talked about in prior shows is student loan debt. And it's obviously been a hot topic this past six months, election year and so forth. On the prior shows, we talked about the whole whether or not it'll be forgiven. But there's been some updates on the student loan program. Is that correct, Spencer? Yeah, yeah. If you've got student loans, at least through the federal government, you know that it's been in forbearance until the end of December. And then uh, Betsy DeVos just extended it to the end of January. But it's been a super popular topic for me recently with people is, you know, for the past couple months, I've just been making payments uh, all to principal because it was in forbearance. There you go. Once I get through this, though, interest rate kicks on again. Do I refinance? And it's it's timely, especially with COVID, because before even before all this happened, it was pretty popular. Refi, get a lower rate, you're happier for it. But now, so many people are nervous that something could happen because there's that loss of flexibility when you go from public to private. Right. And is the concern about uh, something may happen being the uh, pr- President Biden says, "Hey, it's forgiven for those who have the uh, federal." loans is that the concern well that and and you think about how many people got hit with the loss of a job i mean if you have federal loans something happens you get a pay cut you can get that income-based repayment where they're a little nicer a little more flexible whereas you go private they're not going to be as forgiving if something happens with your income that you didn't see coming yeah my biggest issue with this and again i've ranted about a lot of this but really my biggest issue is with the government itself on the interest rates how why why and how are these rates so high Hi. What do you mean, hi, Stephen? What do you mean? Which ones? Which Five, rates? six, seven percent. Ah, on the student loan side. Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Right. Why doesn't Somebody's no one no one answer that, that question? Somebody's making, and it's obviously they're they're using this as a form of a debt uh, a bond issuance, right? Just like they did the mortgages. 
but why does the, the why do the student loans have a higher interest rate than the prime rate or significantly higher? Tony, you're, you're smirking at me here. No, I, it's a great question yet again. I mean, there is an underlying risk there, but because you can't get rid of those loans in bankruptcy, I mean, you're not taking much risk there. Somebody's 18, 19, they've got the rest of their life ahead of them, and you can tie them up on all kinds of stuff if they don't pay their loan. I mean, it would seem like you've got a lot of leverage there that maybe you don't need a, a rate almost triple the normal prime rate. Yeah. I mean, that that is a big deal, I think, Steve. Yeah. And I, that's why I don't think it's right. That's why I have a problem with it. Mm-hmm. I, I do. If And the, that's a better question to ask than whether or not we should be forgiving loans. It's like, let's look at the program itself. That's what I was going to say. I don't, I don't want to get us on a nine-minute rant, but I will say that I think that's, I, I kind of do. I'm ready to go. I've had I'm this biting on the my show. tongue. Well, that's that's I think what bothers me more is the fact that people can go out and get $120,000 in student loans and no may questions not have any business. Yeah, paying it back. It's doesn't matter that you had 120,000 at two percent versus six percent, or that you got the $120,000. That's another question that's, to ask, that's right? My problem. Yeah. Well, and how is it legal, though, that you can come out of some of these universities and the universities can take that money that you're borrowing at that interest rate and then you can't be employable on one reason or another? I mean, there is something to say about the economy and where the markets can be. But pre-COVID, pre-all of that, this was a common theme. So if we're turning out people that aren't marketable in these universities, I mean, we've got to look at this underlying system, what's going on here, because deep down, if the idea of a state university is the taxpayers of that state and the governor's the chief person of that university, in theory, it could almost be free. You just take care of the people of that state, the residents of that state. How it's gotten so diluted and such an almost business interest behind it, I mean, I it's very scary here when we talk about this because again young people come out and they're paying the six percent interest on hundreds of thousands of dollars in some cases some i mean again it's not just forgive it i mean if we forgive it then go back to the cleaners wash rinse wash repeat you go back to the same problem no one's talking about how to fix that right and that's what again it was a it's an easy it's um it's a talking point for the politicians to say oh i'm just gonna wipe it out for whatever reason we've talked about that in the show but on the other go ahead i was just going to say i will say i don't think it's a problem that's getting fixed anytime soon so if you do have a pretty high student loan debt and it is federal i would consider going to sofi there's a a number of different institutions maybe try and get that rate down and And, and the best place to look look up is is, it's called Mm studentloanhero.com so studentloanhero.com and they can they'll show you all the different banks to be able to refine the different rates uh, the terms and so forth. Um, definitely don't, I would not wait for the government to come save you uh, for anyone out there or save somebody who's deter- trying to decide whether or not to refinance. Take take the bull by the horns, tackle it, go after it, but, but do the smart thing. Maybe consider refinancing uh, privately and Student Loan Hero is a good starting place. And if you are someone and you know that you're going to come out and economically, the rewards may not be there in the marketplace for you to take on the debt that you borrowed for. I mean, you've got to look at some of the other programs that are out there. I mean, you can teach in certain areas, and after a certain amount of time, those loans become forgiven. So there are ways that you can, quote, earn it, but they're very specific. You have to play by all the rules, and you're almost indentured there for the 10 years. But there are ways to do it. You just have to really play by all the rules. Yeah.
All right, I think we've exhausted that. That was going to be a quick, <laughs> quick conversation before we went into our next topic. But nonetheless, it's a hot topic, something I'm very uh, passionate about. I've been paying attention to it for over almost 20 years now. So the next one is we saw a neat, neat articles in Newsweek from back in October. Um, are you ready for 8,000 days of retirement? 8,000 days. That's you say lot. that like it's a countdown, Stephen. <laughs> I hope it's not. I'm going to retire and hang up my 8,000 8, on the wall. 8,000 Saturdays, though. Yeah, I love that idea. Right? 8,000 Saturdays. Think of it that way. Oh, that That's sounds... a lot of time. It's good. You've earned it, right? It, it, For those of us who've done it. Well, not us. I'm not there yet. I'm working on <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, working right? on it. That's, that's the goal. No, exactly. So and, how do you approach that? I mean, first of all, it's what are you going to do, right? I mean, where are you going to be as part of what are you going to do? Who are you going to do it with? I mean, these are all important things that all are led by why. And I know I'm using a lot of philosophical things again almost, but, I mean, you've got to question what's important to me at the very beginning rather than, oh, we have this property or we have this and this is what our parents did. No, please think about what's important to you, and you can really design things around you and what's important to you. Yeah. And all, a lot of times you the kids come into play. Well, what do the kids want? And I, I go to you, Tony. Money? Wait. Right. No, well, that no. wasn't the answer. Right. Sorry. No, you're sorry. being sarcastic. Sorry. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> Pardon me. I'm going to roll to that. Right, but the irony is but that question is often asked is what do the kids want? And it's like, no, you got it's time to be selfish, right? And that's a positive. I'm not saying that in a negative term, but in a positive term, you've earned it. You've earned that opportunity. So take advantage of it and ask yourself what do you want versus what does someone else want? And as a couple, you ask the question together. Right. Write it down. Right. What's Write it down on a separate piece of paper and share it. What's rewarding, right? I mean, that, and that can be different for a lot of different people. I mean, it may be babysitting every day and enjoying grandchildren, and that might be important. It might be sitting by the beach every day. But if you plan ahead, you can decide what you're going to do. Very important. Yeah, I think that's the answer pretty much. I, I'm I'm planning on being like John. I want the last check to bounce, so I would that's encourage a lot of people to do that. Yeah, yeah. You work for it, you right. It. Last check bouncing would be a fantastic plan, <laughs> yeah. right? I would I would be concerned about and I, uh, philosophically again that would be a great hypothetically be a great plan. I would I would not sit well with me. No, you got to know your end date if that's the case. <laughs> correct. <laughs> so maybe end end it with some good charitable giving and go out with a bang. Sounds fun. Right? That's my goal, to be honest with you, is just give some nice money away to charity and go out go out guns a-blazing. So. All right. <laughs> we'll talk about that on another show, we too. How to evaluate show. that. So, exactly. Well, this is all for today's show. We'd like to wish everyone a healthy, a happy, and a prosperous 2021. You've been listening to Managing to be Wealthy on News Radio 610 WTVN.